The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good afternoon to most of you. Uh, good morning to uh, some of you. <laughs> um, I, uh, this is Doug Powell, the president of the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss, AAVL. And welcome to the monthly call. Um, this, uh, this month, we're putting on our deck shoes and our boating hats, and uh, we're listening to Yacht Rock. I didn't even know that Yacht Rock was a thing until I, uh, I'm in a group that we're singing a, a medley of Yacht Rock songs. So anyway, but anyway, so we're listening to music and, and uh, about to, to go to sea. And uh, your captains for this afternoon are um, Danette Dixon and uh, Lolly uh, Lioski. And so I'll turn it over to them and have them take it away. All right. Thank you, Doug. So um, the way that this will work is we have prepared uh, a few questions for our panelists. And Travis, keep watching for hands raised in case we get our, our other panelists, please. And and we, we will first ask all of our questions. And then the last 15 minutes will be your questions. And we will have two in club, two in, two in Zoom and two in Clubhouse, and we'll go back and forth like that. So, Lolly, you want to introduce Ron? Sure. Thanks, Jeanette. Um, this is Lolly Lieski, and I uh, have the pleasure of working with Ron Pettit many years back um, on uh, the Northwest Airlines before it merged with Delta, Customers with Disabilities Advisory Board. I served on the board for eight years, and Ron was our company liaison, and we did a lot of great work together, and so I'm really pleased to introduce him as one of our panelists today. Ron is currently with uh, Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines, and um, I don't know, Danette, did you want him to say anything at this point, or do you want Yes, to yes, please. Go ahead, Ron. Yeah, so thank you so much, uh, Danette and Lolly um, and Doug for the invitation to be here this afternoon, this evening, this morning, um, wherever you may be. Um, and I, yes, I've had the pleasure of working for Lolly for many years and we suddenly realized we've been known each other for over 20 years. Um, and I just tell you that I've been with Royal Caribbean Group for about 17 years. Uh, we are a family of cruise lines. You may know us with Royal Caribbean International and Celebrity Cruises and Silver Sea Cruises. And we do have some other cruise lines in our family. Um, I'll tell you my pronouns, it's he, him, and his. And I'll describe myself a little bit. I'm a white male with brown hair and brown eyes. I have black uh, stylish glasses. I also wear two hearing aids, so I also identify as hard of hearing, um, and um, and I just wanted to introduce myself, and I look forward to having a great conversation this afternoon. Thank mm -hmm. you. Thank you, Ron. And our next panelist is Haley Gallagher. And if you can unmute, and Haley is from um, White Cane Travel, and I was I was I got his information, his email from one of our other members, Larry Johnson, who, who receives emails from um, White Cane Travel. And Haley, if you can unmute and tell us a little about yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Haley, and my pronouns are she, hers. And basically, I've been, I've enjoyed traveling a ton. I've been blind since basically 12 years old and <coughs> um, I've, I've traveled basically one end of the country to, to the other and had done a couple of cruises and yeah, then I decided to start my own travel agency a couple of years ago, unfortunately right in the middle of the pandemic, but yeah, it's um, been definitely an interesting road to go down. All right. Thank you, Haley. 
And our third panelist has arrived too, Vicki. I received Vicki's email and contact information through Doug Powell, our president of AAVL. And Vicki, if you can unmute and tell us a little bit about you. Yes, hi, can you hear me? Yes, uh-huh. Okay, great. Um, I've been cruising, I'd say, um, since about 2001, off and on. I love to travel. Um, I've never had any sight. So um, I'm only saying this because um, I guess I can talk later about things you can do um, on cruises without any vision or some vision as well. And I love to uh, go out and about and uh, am now retired so can do what I want each day. I worked for many years and I'm glad to be on the panel. Thank you. Um, so. The let's start off with the questions that we have prepared in just a second. What can a person who is blind or visually impaired expect in terms of accessibility on a cruise? And how far in advance should they plan for this? And, and well, I would say rooms just a sec is there oh, rooms sorry. that are close to the exiting and entering the, the ship? Okay, there you go. Was that Vicky? Uh, yes, you know, okay. sometimes there can be sales on cruises, you could look out on websites or, um, you know, friends that might tell you that, that different crews have sales. That's one way of doing it. But I think you're better off to um, book a little uh, time before you actually go because you would have time at home to either do research on what you want to do and also let the cruise company know that you will be on the cruise in case any accessibility needs um, that you would like to have met uh, could be there. And as for um, the rooms, um, I have to say that I would normally the cruises I've been on a lot of times they don't have rooms right where you get off of the ship. But one thing I think is really helpful and I'll say this uh, right off what I tend to do and what a lot of blind people tend to do is book a cabin on a floor where you can walk from the front of the ship to the back of the ship. And I say that because it's easier to find certain venues on the ship if you know uh, what is in the front, by the front elevators, the center elevators, and the back elevators. So if you want to go to a show and the theater is in the back, if you go from your floor all the way to the back of the ship and take those elevators or stairs up or down, whether it would be from the show to the dining room or the deck uh, that you would get off the ship for a shore excursion, being near the elevator um, to where that venue is, I think really helps. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Vicki. Um, Ron or Haley, do you want to answer that also? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there's a lot of things that guests who have visual disabilities can expect on our ships um, and we have a lot of things that we offer. And I know that we were gonna talk a little bit about, you know, accessible menus and things like that. I know Vicky talked a little bit about staterooms and some, yes. So usually when you board the ship and it depends on when you board. So if you board at the beginning or at the end of the cruise, you're boarding usually like on a deck four or five and that's usually around like a promenade deck. Um, and then usually when you get onto the ship, you're, you know, in the middle of a, a big public space where there's sometimes a lot of restaurants, shops, and other areas. As Vicky mentioned, you know, there's elevators in the forwards mm -hmm. and in the back, and sometimes there's elevators in the middle. Um, we do provide orientation tours for our guests. Usually it's a little busy on day one, so we give the more complete tours on day two, but it helps you to get orientated around the ship so you know where 
the main theater is, where the main dining room is, where the pool area is, where the um, buffet area um, is. And I think those are, you know, really great if you've never cruised before or this is the first time on a particular type of ship, um, you will want to get yourself orientated so you know where things are. Um, and so I think that's a really great advice. Um, we do offer, you know, things like um, Braille signage around the ships. We even offer Braille signage on our handrails of our staircases so you know what deck you're on. Um, it's a little trick to figure out where those are, but they're there. Um, you know, we find that we have a lot of guests with visual disabilities that sail with us. Um, one thing that I think Vicki also mentioned about booking a cruise, um, we, and one recommendation I would have for you is to book through a travel agent. And there are travel agents who specialize in accessible cruises and or travel. There are even travel agents that specialize in, in blind or low vision cruise experiences where the travel agent themselves are blind or low vision and then can sort of relate to you and your experiences and know what questions to ask and what information to get. Thank you, Ron. Haley, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I'm pretty much in agreement with both Vicki and Ron. And uh, what I will add is um, basically when it comes to uh, requesting special needs from a cruise line, uh, from what I've always been told, it's been no, uh, basically you want to tell the cruise line as soon as humanly possible. <laughs> and no closer than 30 days from your cruise. <laughs> That's really what I've got to add to that. And I will add that a lot of times earlier you book, uh, the cheaper the price might be. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Lala, you want to go to number two? Sure, thanks. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is kind of a two-part question, and the first part is a little broad, which is, what do you need to plan for? And then the second part of this question is, is there pre-boarding and disembarking assistance available for individuals who are blind or visually impaired. Um, Ron, can we start with you? Okay, great. Thank you, Lolly. Um, so in terms of planning for your cruise, I've already talked a little bit about booking through a, a travel agent um, because, you know, cruising is still one of those um, travel experiences that are sold still largely by travel agents because it's a product that, you know, can be a little complicated in terms of, which cruise line you want to sail on. We hope it's a Royal Caribbean or Celebrity. Um, we hope that what ship will you sail on? Where do you want to cruise? Um, and they'll talk about, you know, what your needs are and how can we meet those needs. So that's the one aspect. Um, Taylor talked a little bit about the special needs form. So one of the things that I, I have about almost 30 people in my department and they help our guests and travel agent advisors plan accessible cruise vacations. And so um, you can call us, you can email us. Um, there's a variety of ways to reach us. Um, and we um, are the liaison between the guest and, and, and our company as well as through your travel agent. And we can plan and make arrangements for all the accommodations you need. So that's something to know. So you can use a travel agent and they can contact us or you can contact my team directly. Um, we do have a form called, you know, special needs form. It's available on our website. Um, it's an online form that's fillable. Um, and you can fill that form out. There's some preset options of things that you can request. There's also a section at the end for other needs because we can't list every possible needs that our guests may have. Um, so we do provide an opportunity for our guests and our travel agents to indicate, you know, what they need. Um, and that comes as an email to my, my team. And we'll go ahead and docu document the reservation and then 
um, if there's any questions like with the other needs or anything else, we'll either call or email the guest or the travel advisor back so we can learn more about what the need is and how can we best accommodate that. Um, and then my team, every week, we um, spend a lot of time pulling um, reports from our reservation system and massage them so that we can send them to the ships. So the ships are well prepared for our guests with disabilities um, when they board and to make sure they have all the accommodations they need. So um, I think that answers the first question you had, Lolly, about what do you need to plan for? And there's a couple of things that there. We do offer pre-boarding um, and disembarking assistance. Pre-boarding is kind of uh, an airline term. I mean, in a cruise world, um, we now have largely, um, because of COVID and the practice is still there, it's like we now have appointment times when we ask you to arrive at the pier. And this helps us for congestion and an ability to serve our guests um, because sometimes when there can't be you know, too many guests, we can get overwhelmed and it can be challenging to process large numbers of guests. So we have found appointment times make it easier for our guests, easier and faster for our guests to get through the terminal. And then we do provide assistance in getting on and off the ship. For mm -hmm. guests with visual disabilities, it will be more of an escort assistance um, if needed um, and, and not, you know, uh, assistance with the wheelchair as some people may have experienced but yeah we do provide help in getting on and off the ship at that point thank Great. you lolly thank you and thank uh, you. did you have anything else to add oh uh, yes one of the things i think in planning a trip is you have to make a decision do you want to cruise um like under royal caribbean has different sizes of ships as do other cruise lines so do you want one of the big gigantic ships that have what five or six thousand people do you want a ship where maybe it has two thousand passengers so that's something also to take into consideration and also even the destination because you might find when you are in a certain port you might do research ahead of time as to things if you don't want to do a shore excursion and do something right in that particular city where you would be i did it in when i went to nova scotia i was by myself and i did do a little tour uh, of a shore excursion, but then I researched what was there in Halifax and they had a place called Nova Scotia Crystal. So I took a cab and went there and got some crystal figurines. So uh, the other thing I wanted to also mention, um, and there are tactile markings now for the room numbers in Braille and print on a lot of these ships. I remember when I first started cruising, you had to count the doors and that's what, that's what a friend and I did. But now they have a lot of Braille and print on that. Thank you, Vicki. How about you, Haley? Yeah, the um, big thing I'll add to that is similar to what Ron said, is plan early and try to, uh goes back to booking early because once you've uh, figured out um, what ships are around the points you want to, um, and bike from, and then your destinations, uh, ports of call you want are going to. You, it's easier to research all that ahead of time than try to do everything last minute. And I, for example, I, I specialize in Alaska, and uh, and it's like. And mostly I book people on Royal Caribbean, so I pretty much know what ships are up there and who, what, where, when, how, for example. So it's mm -hmm. one of those cases where earlier people come to me, easier time they will have and easier time I will have. Great. Thank you much. Danette? All right. So... Can you get a description for a cruise or or even documents in an accessible format? Like for mealtime, can you get that in Braille or a large print, your, your menu? 
I think I've already answered this before. Yeah, I think um, the the first part of that was a describer. Okay, can you get a describer? Yeah, pardon me. <laughs> um, Haley, you want to try that one? Um, yeah, uh, it is possible to get someone on cruise ships to read the menu to you. Um, I don't know about large print and braille, but I was doing research on, um, that and yeah, you definitely can find, uh, people to read the menus to you. Yeah. So this is Ron. So uh, mm -hmm. maybe I mean, I, I could probably help out here. Um, so yeah, the, the, the default a lot of times is to help read. The menu too, I guess. Um, we find that to be a great option. Um, we do have large print menus on our ships. Um, we don't have a lot of braille menus out there um, because we don't have braille printers on the ships. Because the menus and and even the daily newspaper. Um, for those of you that don't know or may not have been on a cruise, usually cruise lines publish a printed schedule of activities for the next day um they drop it off at your stateroom at night and then you can plan your um schedule for the next day a lot of cruise lines have moved to what we call a, a mobile application where all that information is there as well um so there's lots of different um ways of getting information i think that you know you know, the, this question is really kind of an interesting one because it's talking about the evolution of accessible cruising and really talking about you can get a describer on a cruise. It's kind mm -hmm. of, it's not some, and I'll, at least for Royal Caribbean Celebrity, I don't know about other cruise lines, but we do offer audio describers. It's not an advertised policy, so I'm, I'm, you're in the know now. So mm -hmm. um, you can contact my team. And use the term audio describer, and we will arrange one for you. Um, they usually interpret, uh, provide descriptions on the ship and during, you know, short tours and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So that's what they do. Um, and I think those are a couple of things. And, and, you know, again, you know, as technology gets better, um, we're kind of moving away from, like, printed paper publications mm -hmm. to you know uh mobile electronic documents mm -hmm. and then a lot of times they're on your phone or tablets which have your accessibility options to help you um mm -hmm. read those um documents for you so ron is there is there rooms near the dining room area so usually dining rooms are on decks that don't have staterooms on them they're like part of a what we call a, a public deck but the, the best advice I can give you is typically a lot of our ships, there are exceptions, but a lot of our ships, the main dining room, it's in the back. And so is the buffet restaurant, usually on Royal Caribbean, we call it Windjammer. On Celebrity, it's called Ocean View Cafe. That's also in the back of mm -hmm. the ship. Now, the theater's in the front. So mm -hmm. that's the challenge that you get is that, if you have a stateroom in the back of the ship, all you have to do is go to the elevator and go up and down to get something to eat. But if you're going to go to the show, you go to like deck four and five and then walk all the way toward the front of the ship to go to the show. And again, this is all about, you know, navigating the ships. I mean, our ships are fairly huge. We have some of the world's largest cruise ships like um, Wonder of the Seas that just came out. And I think, believe it has over 17 decks. Um, yeah. wow. So it's huge. Um, so, so you're going to yeah. get your steps in when you're on a ship, too. Right. <laughs> um, Vicki, thank you, Ron. Do you have anything to add, Vicki? Yes, I've, I've used some of the online apps in different cruise lines, and I actually like having the menu online. Although the other thing you could do if you wanted to know maybe what a particular dining room was having for dinner, you could even just call uh, the dining room itself and, you know, have them at least read you the entrees. So you might know, do I want to eat there or do I want to eat somewhere else on the ship? Mm -hmm. Because there are some restaurants that you might pay extra for, but you can eat there or you can go into the buffet 
on different ships. And I've found people to be uh, very helpful, actually. Excellent. Thank you. Do the describers, could you uh, take one of them to go to one of the shows? I would assume you could. Yeah, yes. yeah. I would assume you could. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what we've done in the past. We've we can um, you can request that the subscriber go with you to the show. Um, it depends on how the guest wants to set up. We can sometimes utilize the assistant the assistant listening system and and move um, switch to channel. So it's a channel that only the subscriber is speaking to, and then you can listen to the audio description via headset. Sometimes guests will like the subscriber to sit next to them and sort of whisper the description mm -hmm. as they go along. It's it's kind of like in an evolving um, service that we're providing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think really it could be individual choice of, of what a person really wants to. Some may want it. Some may feel, you know, this show is okay. Just or just depending what, you know, an individual wants to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. All right. Lonnie, go ahead. Thanks. Is there a guide dog relief area on the ship? And also, will there be other pet dogs on the cruise? Um, Ron? Yes, there is a poop deck on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, what we do on Royal Caribbean and Celebrity, we provide a four by four foot relief area it's kind of a wooden box or we do provide um cypress mulch instead of sod sod is kind of expensive and that's one consideration but two it also doesn't hold up well to marine weather with all the salt air etc so we use cypress mulch more um, than anything else i know that we've gotten recommendations to move to something like the artificial turf which makes it a lot more you know, easier to maintain and clean. Um, but that is, and that is usually located somewhere on deck four and five, um, where what I call the promenade deck. So think of your like traditional ocean liner and where, you know, you see the outside deck with, you know, those deck chairs and all of that. Um, some of our ships, it may not be as wide as that and they may not have deck chairs anymore, but usually there's, it's almost like a, um, a wood teak deck that, you know, goes around the, sh completely around the ship. And usually the cruise lines designate that as a jogging track. So we find that to be a great location to locate the relief area. And usually on day one, when, when you get onto the ship, you can ask our guest relations um, desk for someone to guide you to where the relief area is so that you can get yourself, you and your dog orientated to the relief area. Um, so that we do that do provide that. Um, just to let you know, we don't have we have a no pet policy on a cruise ship. So the only dogs you will see on the ship will be service dogs. Thank you. How about you, Haley? Anything to add? No, I don't have anything to add to that. Okay, Vicky. Um, I'm not a guide dog user, but I know uh, of a, a particular group that makes sure. Uh, in cruising that uh, the relief uh, areas are in certain places on the ships. So I do know that. Yeah. And one more thing that I should add, this is Ron, by the way, mm -hmm. um, you may want to consider about the documentation that you need for your dog to get off in the different ports of call. This is a very frequent question that we get. Not only is there a relief area, but um, are there requirements for the dogs? And so, Many of the countries around the world don't distinguish between service dogs and pet dogs. So they have required, some of them have requirements such as usually health paperwork, and they want to make sure that the dog has had uh, rabies shots. And so there's usually paperwork involved. Um, you can check with your veterinarian and to find out what requirements exist and what you need to do to make sure you have those documents with you before you sail. Um, if you don't have those documents, your dog may not be allowed off the ship. 
in some places like Jamaica, they don't allow dogs at all. So it's helpful to do some research um, so that you know what to expect for during the cruise. Um, it takes a little extra you know, effort to figure that out, but it will make a much enjoyable cruise for you and your dog. Thank you, Ron. Very good points. Yes, thank you. All right. So tips and tricks. Any more tips and tricks that we can expect or that would help us prepare for a cruise? I would say I would just simply say do a lot of research in terms of the different kind of ships uh, and where they go and and go to a port or go to a destination that appeals to you and uh, even go on uh, Google. And if you think you'd like a particular location, um, go and do some research about what is there to do in that area in case you didn't want to to take a shore excursion from the ship, you'd have other options as well, you know. Thank you, Vicki. How about if we go to Haley now? All right. Um, yeah, pretty much similar to what Vicki said. Um, do your research, and uh, if you're going to work with a travel agent especially, basically what you want to do, uh, what I've always been taught to tell people is, let me know where you would like to, to go, like Alaska or Bahamas, something like that. And if you have a particular cruise line, let travel agent know that, and then let the travel agent figure things out from there. If you have more specifics, give the travel agent mm-hmm. any and all information you have. Because that will help a travel agent out, mm-hmm. figuring out what you want and the best uh, ports to uh, for you to invite from, and things like that. All right, Ron. Yeah, um, I was thinking about this question, and you know, the one thing that I would to offer is be flexible. Um, I love to travel and I love to cruise. Um, I too have a disability. And I think, you know, a lot of us, when we have a disability, we think about how do we do things? And sometimes it can get rigid. It can get like, this is the only way I can do this or the only way I can be accommodated. And what I would recommend to think about is, you know, travel is an adventure. And, you know, I will always tell you that sometimes things never go the right way. They never go mm-hmm. as you as you expect it. So I think the, the, the advice I give you is be flexible. Go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Approach the situation with a sense of adventure and say, I'm trying something new. And maybe think about how you, how you might have do things differently or, or the different options. And this is why, again, going with Vicki and Haley and they talk about doing your research and trying to think about maybe all the options you may, if I can't do this, maybe I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and really kind of approach it from, you know, that standpoint, because I think that at the end of the day, it will help you have a much more enjoyable, um, you know, travel experience mm-hmm. and enjoy um, the cruise a lot more. Thank you. Vicki, I have a question for you. For someone who has gone on many cruises, do would you recommend a travel agent or or what would you recommend? Um, I have a couple a couple ideas. Um, there is a uh, travel agent in St. Louis, Dave Cronk, and he does have cruises where he takes visually impaired and blind people. I've been on several of his cruises, and uh, if anybody would be interested in the website, or if you think I should give it, you let me know. Uh, that's mm-hmm. one idea. Um, and I'm, and, but talking about cruising, um, like I said, I started in 2001 and a friend and I went um, to Europe. And so, um, you know, we just uh, used common sense and uh, passengers were very friendly on the uh, ship and, uh, you know, I think uh, it would be good if you are going either by yourself or 
with another blind person, just the two of you, um, to let the uh, ship and cruise line know what shore excursions you might be interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that type of thing. Thank you. Um, Haley, would you recommend the cruise line? Oh, pardon me. Sorry. I also just wanted to tell people on these ships, there's always people around. So even if you get a bit mixed up and lost, I mean, passengers are friendly. And one of the things I do enjoy is chatting with different people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's good. Haley, would you recommend a a travel agent? Uh, Yes, I would for cruising because Mm -hmm. it's very complex when uh, trying to figure cruises out and and I've actually didn't my first cruise I was trying to book I did it myself mm-hmm. and yeah the so many ships so many different itineraries and it's just a huge complex well I'm not going to say mess but I'm going to say mess because um like I said earlier I pretty much specialize in Alaska with my mm-hmm. travel agency among the Bahamas and the Caribbean and uh there are so many different itineraries up there and they're almost all going to the same places so So, it really comes down to what you are looking for right so ron what about you you are a cruise line but do most people use a travel agent well certainly yes um i think i mentioned that before and i think you know i will always recommend that you uh, use a travel agent. Um, as Haley mentioned, you know, um, cruises are still a very, can be a very complex um, product or vacation to figure out. The great thing about some travel agents, Vicki mentioned one in St. Louis, I, I know them well. And, you know, they too have a display. They too are blind. They understand your needs and what to you know, advocate for and with questions to mm-hmm. ask and those sorts of things. But also, they have been on many uh, other cruise ships. It's part mm-hmm. of the educational process. Mm-hmm. They cruise a lot. They do ship tours. And so they have firsthand knowledge of the ship that you're probably thinking about going on. And you can ask a lot of questions about what the ship is and what to do on the ships and you know, I I like I love our ships because they're um, they can be big, um, but there's lots of things to do and mm-hmm. lots of choices of things to do, mm-hmm. and you know, and it's almost like you would never have to leave the ship. But you know, cruising around the world is also a great thing, and all the different mm-hmm. ports of call, and I you know, and both Vicky and Haley talked about you know, the whole people aspect of of travel. It's like that's one of the things I love. It's really mm-hmm. to meet other people from mm-hmm. other countries and culture. They're usually very friendly and helpful. Um, mm-hmm. And that's really the benefit that you get out of cruising and travel. So I think that we did try to contact Dan, but he's traveling or out cruising right now. So <laughs> Lolly, go ahead. Okay, thanks. Um, and this is our last planned question. Um, what about port calls and or land-based tours? What would you have to say about that? And we'll start with Haley. Um, really, I would say talk to the cruise line because um, really once the cruise is booked, that's pretty much where the travel agent uh, will basically step aside at that point. Um and yeah just i would definitely say talk to the cruise line and find out uh what's accessible what's not accessible and all that thank you and um vicky i've done a variety of tours some when i went you know with a group of people um but in other situations too i try to find a tour where if i am either just with one friend or by myself where the tour is going all in one place what i'm really saying is that let's say they were going to um i'll make up something uh london a british house cruise and they were going to be in london 
Um, and let's say there was a tour that was going to go uh, look at a certain castle or something and then come back to the ship. Those are kind of nice because rather than have a, a shore excursion where you've got two hours to just shop and stuff like that, you know, again, if you're by yourself and totally blonde, it's almost better to find a tour uh, where you can do where everybody on that tour is kind of going to the same place. But the other thing I want to say, I also know in the Caribbean, especially that um, a lot of people just hire a cab. And then at the, um, you know, when, when you go off the ship, you can do that and they'll take you around the island. And it's kind of neat because you get to chat with locals when you do that. And, or if you have specific places that you might want to go and take a longer time. And so that's another option that, or you could do a private tour of some sort or even uh, something that that particular city has to offer as long as you know how long the tour would be. And cause you want to get back way before you, before they start to leave the port because you don't want to be left behind. Great. Thanks. And uh, Ron, do you have anything to add? Um, well, Vicki kind of mentioned a couple of things and then, I mean, obviously I'm going to recommend that you, book a um, cruise line tour um, there are options to do independent tours but you know the ship may not wait for you if you're on an independent tour um, so there's some advantages of booking through the cruise line and we do offer tours of different kinds um, as Vicky mentioned some are just like drop off in the city and you shop for several hours and then you it's really kind of a transportation from the the ship to the city and then you're on your own um, there are some all-inclusive resorts that do the same thing drop you off at an all-inclusive resort and you have all the amenities at the resort to be at the beach water sports um, and dining and etc um, you know so there's many different options I do have part of my team an accessible score excursion team they tend to do a lot of tours for guests with mobility disabilities, but um, they can certainly help you plan a, you know, a tour experience. I also would have, you know, as part of your research, think about the different ports of call you're going to. Um, like, for example, if you go to Rome, any tour of Rome, it's going to be a two-hour ride into Rome, and then you do your tour, and then a two-hour ride back. And so some cities you may want to do the cruise line tour. Other cities where the port and the city is right there, like the minute you walk off the ship, you're kind of right there in the port and there's lots of things to do. That may be an option where you might not want to do a tour and you just want to walk around town and take in the site, have a nice lunch and, and buy some souvenirs. That's also a great option as well. Um, obviously, I will recommend you take one of our tours, but you know, and people may want different options, and I, I think that's Vicky summed it up. It's like, there's lots of options there for you. Think about what you want to do and and do it. All right. Thank you so, very much. Thank, thank you, all of you who have. And that's the end of our six questions. And now, I, I think that's at the end. So attendees, we have 34, which is pretty good. Um, so. At the end, I want I want these um, panelists to give their website. As long as it's not your personal website, you can give your website so that we can so the attendees can check it out. So, um, Travis, is there any hands in Zoom? Oh yes, we got a number of them. Um, Before you do that, look, let's I, only I... do two in Zoom, and then we'll go to Clubhouse, please. Uh, all right, Anicio is first. Hey, Anicio. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. yes. Uh -huh. Thank you, Danette. Well, first of all, you know, thank you to the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss for putting this together. I look forward to community calls every month. Uh, my question, I guess, is more to Ron, but maybe everyone can answer. I'm wondering if the the um, if if the cruise industry is still feeling some of the remnants or the effects of COVID nineteen, and if if in the second part is has the 
the whole experience of cruising and the whole the the industry in general has it changed at all as as a result of that? Thank you. Um, I missed the first part of the question. So um, is it, it's related about COVID-19 and how yeah, it impacted the cruise industry? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, um, it, it was a tough time for all of us. Um, it was, you know, I mean, you would never think that cruising would stop uh, literally on a dime and then be <laughs> shut down for almost two years. I think that, you know, the other thing that is, is that we work with um, CDC and other organizations to bring back safe cruising. And and you saw that. When we returned to cruising, there was a lot of health and safety protocols, you know, masking and vaccination requirements and, and various things that we did that, you know, helped to bring cruising in a safe, responsible way. And now, you know, largely today, we're completely back to service. All of our ships are back in the water. We're sailing at full 100% plus occupancy. Um, and I think there's going to be things that we have learned and then we will continue to do going forward. I mean, you know, like um, several years ago, we had, you know, a lot of norovirus outbreaks and that created the opportunity to, for hand washing stations. That's why you see sanitizer and hand washing stations everywhere. So similar things are going to have come out of COVID-19 where, you know, we've upgraded the HVAC systems on our ships for filtration of air. Um, we have seen um, response procedures for handling. When we do see increased cases of COVID, um, we know how to better manage those on board. So there has been, you know, some impact, but Largely, cruising has gone back to uh, uh, things that we've done in the past. It's like, um, the, so the guest experience has not been, you know, impacted by COVID-19 and everybody is um, healthy and safe. And, you know, masks are optional. We respect our guests and crew member options to wear masks. So I, it's, been a, it's been a learning experience. So we're, I'm glad we're out of the, of the pandemic and we're back to back to cruising. All right. Thank you, Ron. So we're only going to, since due to time, only would allow one person to answer, on our panelists to answer the question. So Travis, who's next? Christine is hey, next. Christine. Hello, it's Chris Hunsinger, here and I'm in Pennsylvania. And I was curious, um, since cruise lines are not typically flagged in the United States, I would presume that I, I just wonder how much of what cruise lines do is, is actually governed by the ADA. So, okay. Yeah. So, so to answer the question, Christine, great question. Um, so in terms of ships that sail to and from the United States, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled several years ago that cruise ships, even foreign flagships that sail to and from the United States, States had to comply with ADA. So to that extent, you know, Royal Caribbean, Celebrity, and other, you know, cruise lines um, follow ADA guidelines in terms of, you know, um, how we build our cruise ships, um, how we build accessible staterooms, um, how do we make sure that we accept service dogs, you know, and all of those things. Um, so there is, we follow ADA guidelines, um, and I hope that answers your question. Haley, I know Matt, I said only one person answer, but Haley, do you have anything to say? No, um, I don't. Uh, Ron actually said exactly how I would have said it. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Um, okay, let's Danette, check out Clubhouse. Donette, can yes, I we speak have, in here for just we a have second? A just a stand, um, just a sec. Doug Powell wants to say something. Thanks. I, I wanted to ask, what, what, how would you answer, uh, well, how would you approach this discussion differently if, when talking about, perhaps, talking about a river cruise, you know, on a, on a much smaller ship? Um, are there differences that we should be aware of and, in going in and trying to book a, one of these and, and, and our, our experience of that? Um, as it happens, 
I, I mean, in the the ADA guidelines talk about. Um, kind of thing. There's there's separate proposed guidelines for passenger vessels, but they mirror ADA similarly. Um, and so there's not a really a lot of differences in the requirements for small versus large cruise ships. Some of the things might apply to like accessible staterooms, where you know the the the, the, the lower number of staterooms would require you to build a lower number of accessible rooms. It's, just, it's proportional to the number of rooms you have. So there's really not a lot of differences in terms of ADA or accessibility requirements. But as Vicky mentioned, size of the ship is sometimes important for guests. You know, sometimes guests really like really small ships. Even there are, sh we, um, Vicky mentioned 2,000 passenger. For us, that would be small, but there are smaller cruise ships that have only 800 guests on board or even less and you know some guests really do like small ships some of those are very luxury all suites and luxury cruise line you get a much you know um a, a much of a luxurious pampering experience and so some guests really prefer those options and that's why i think using a travel agent would be helpful because they can navigate through the different types of experiences and the different cruise lines that might meet those needs. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Okay. Diane, who do we have in Clubhouse? Uh, Anthony Lewis. Hey, Anthony. May I unmute? Hi there. Can you hear me? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, uh, I, I've gone on many cruises and we have a large group of blind folks in the Bay Area, and we travel a lot on ships. And I just wanted to mention one thing that people should be aware of is that uh, on the ships, they trip over themselves to help you with everything. I mean, if you're walking and you seem a little lost, I mean, some uh, one of the uh, folks on the ship will come up and uh, give you assistance. So you never, ever have to feel like you're not going to get any help or you're going to inconvenience other people. It's just what they do. And also there's a guest services at the ship uh, because I, it sounds like they're starting to get away from a lot of the paper that comes to your door. If you do get stuff that comes to your door and you need to have it read, you can take it down to the guest service desk and the guest service folks will read it for you. And, um, so I, I just wanted to mention that one of the things I, I wanted to ask and, and Vicki, you might be able to um, answer this one. I know a lot of them now are using the electronic, um, uh, you know, just apps and things like that. Which one have you found to be the most accessible in terms of the ships that you've been on and, and which one gave you the most trouble? Um, the, Carnival. Well, I don't know if I should mention lines or not. Um, Go ahead. Recent. Okay, the Carnival app needs improvement. I will tell you. Um, now, I was on Princess a year ago, and their app was okay. And I also uh, am interested to come back to Royal Caribbean as well. And I'm sure Royal Caribbean has a uh, probably a very good app that's maybe been tested to for accessibility too. Because I think it really helps to have the app because, you know, you if if you get a, a good app, you can, you know, read all the schedule, re read the restaurant menus and all that kind of stuff. And uh, one of the first things I do when I go on a cruise the first day is go and, and get everything set up on my phone. Uh, that's what we had to do in the past. And so um, it's nice to have that information if you use an iPhone. And a lot of people use it now, use mm -hmm. a, online. And it, it does make a difference. I mean... I guess you could, uh, I know one person that takes a, a little uh, Victor stream and they record it uh, at guest services, but it's great to have it online. It really is. And as long as it's accessible. Thank you, Vicki. I had a coworker who is in a wheelchair and he took a cruise on Royal Caribbean. Actually, he took the, uh, the Western Caribbean cruise, like uh, Cancun, Cozumel, whatnot. He, he, made, he made arrangements 
with the cruise line ahead of time as far as letting him know he was in a wheelchair and this kind of thing. And they said, oh, don't worry. Everything's accessible. And he said the ship was wonderful. Uh, he said everything was accessible. In fact, he even told me about the Braille signage that he saw, you know, in case I wanted to go at some point. The problem he had was with the shore excursions. He signed up with a, a bunch of shore excursions. And it turns out that the vehicles that they used to transport people on the shore excursions were not wheelchair accessible. So he was not able to go on any of his shore excursions. And uh, when he tried, he, uh, he had, apparently had an issue when he tried to get his money back because they said, well, the, the, the people who provide the shore excursions, or the cruise line does not provide the vehicles for the shore excursions. And apparently it's, it's a local uh, provider. And I don't know how that ultimately was uh, resolved, but I know that he was very upset. But what? But actually, what he ended up doing was what a previous caller advised, because he had been to Mexico many times. That he just he 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 found a cab that was wheelchair accessible and hired the cab for the day. And he said he actually had more fun than he probably would have on the shore excursion. Right. All right, Andy. See, so we have many hands raised, and thank you for your comment and. We won't be able to get to all of them in Zoom. I've just looked and see how many we have left. We have a lot. And so um, let's go to Zoom. Connie? Hi, can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. So this is Connie Bateman from Sacramento, California. I just want to briefly talk about audio description. So I used audio description for about three different cruise lines. And I would highly recommend it. The audio describer uh, was able to to describe movies, um, shows. Um, they were able to go with me on shore excursions and describe the terrain and the architecture as we passed by. On walking tours, they were able to describe the visual elements because the tour guides, you know, aren't experienced doing that. I wrote an article about audio description services for the November issue of the ACD Braille Forum. I would highly encourage you to read it. I'm not bragging, I'm just saying I interviewed four different audio describers who worked on different cruise lines, and that will give you an idea of the type of services um, that you can use with audio describers. And I would really recommend that you, you use an audio describer because it brings everything to life, all the visual elements that we tend to miss. So um, please um, read the article because um, it, it just gives you an idea of the variety of services that audio describers can provide. Thank you. So thank you, Connie. And, you know, I think we're gonna stop taking hands right there, right now, and here, get some, get some of these people, our panelists, that they're, if, you, if it's not giving your personal website, then you can give your website just not your personal one. And maybe the people that have their hand raised, they can get on their website and ask a question. So um, Ron, you wanna give the website, please? Um, yeah, for um, Royal Caribbean, it's royalcaribbean.com mm -hmm. slash accessible seas. And then for celebrity cruises, it's celebrity.com slash access. Okay. Good. Thank you. And does White Cane Travel have a website, Haley? Uh, no. The best way to contact me would be at um, whitecanetravel at gmail.com. Okay. Well, you didn't want you to give your email address, please. So. Um, all righty. And I want to thank everybody. And I do apologize for not getting to those hands not raised but we do have a time limit and Doug would like to close us out, please. Sure, thank you. Um, by the way, whitecanetravel at gmail.com, I mean, that's that's a business address, so I okay. think that's okay. Yes, that would be allowed. Okay, uh, yes, yes. Um, and uh, so I wanted to thank uh, Lolly and, and Danette uh, for for uh, facilitating and Ron and Haley and, and Vicki for giving great information and, and the callers as well. And uh, Travis for and, and uh, Diane and. Yeah. For Deb. streaming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For streaming. Yep. 
So uh, thank you all for, for making this happen. Um, Danette, what's the, what's the subject for next month's uh, call? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right. Well, stay tuned. <laughs> well, uh, we'll, we'll get our act together and we'll, we'll have uh, another call on the, um, uh, what, this is the fourth Monday? Fourth Monday at two Eastern, at yes. 2 uh -huh. At two PM Eastern. So mm -hmm. uh, we will we will we will do that in in February. Um, we probably won't in March, um, but uh, we will have one in February. So okay. thanks very much, and uh, have have a good cruise.